Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. The Dog Show is brought to you in part by All the Best Pet Care. All the best food, treats, and toys for your dog and cat. You can find them online at allthebestpetcare.com. They are celebrating their grand opening of their Holman store, which would be on Holman Road in uh, North Ballard. And it looks like November 16th, 17th, and 18th, uh, 10% off the whole store. So that's a pretty great, uh, pretty great sale. So check that out, especially if you're in the area. You've got a new All the Best Pet Care location and they're having a huge sale, uh, looks like, this weekend. So be sure to check that out. The Dog Show is also brought to you in part by All the Best Pet Care. I mean, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'll just keep acknowledging them over and over again. That's how much I love them. <laughs> uh, the Natural Pet Pantry is our other uh, major partner, another local company that we love here on The Dog Show. They make raw and cooked food for both dogs and cats. And you can find them online at naturalpetpantry.com. And, uh, you know, I I talk a lot and have talked quite a bit about food. And, you know, we've I think this is like 193, episode number 193, I think. And uh, I would say if, if I went back and counted all the different, you know, topics like authors that I've interviewed or... Uh, shows where I've talked about training or behavior, which is my expertise, or shows where we did, uh, where I maybe highlighted a organization or nonprofit that does amazing work related to dogs. Um, food's probably the number one topic that um, that I talk about on the show, and and uh, you know it's a great reflection that our two major partners are um, food related, pet food related, and in a really great way. Um, all the best pet care, of course, sells lots of other types of things as far as pet supplies go, but they all have a great variety of food. And then Natural Pet Pantry is also one of those great products at the store. And uh, Natural Pet Pantry being uh, Seattle's original uh, raw food for dogs and cats, locally made. Well, um, I can't believe that next week is Thanksgiving. It's fr- kind of, well, it's not freaking me out. That's dramatic, but it's... uh. I don't know. It's like, I just can't believe it's already here. It kind of came up quickly. It feels like the summer never happened. And it doesn't have to do with weather. It just, I don't know, kind of feels that way. Um, And I got married a a week and a half ago. So I had uh, last week off. I think we played um, Following Atticus. That's right. The interview with Tom Ryan. Wonderful book. And he was a great interview. That was a one of my favorite author interviews and a really, really great book, really popular book for a good reason. Um, Definitely recommend that book. If you're looking for a gift for your dog-loving friend or family member and they like to read dog-related books, that's a great one, Following Atticus. Anyway, um, we went up to Victoria, B.C. and um, had our honeymoon there and watched the elections from another country, (laughs) which was an interesting experience. We had to watch the results at a. Were the Canadians excited about the American election? Well, the Canadians were as nervous as we were, mm. actually, which was interesting. Um, they, they, we were just chatting with with some of the locals there because uh, we went up there Monday morning, 
And so we had a couple days of just sort of putzing around the city, and um, we just got to chat with people. They say, oh, you're from the States. You know, what do you think about the election? And <clears throat> they were um I've heard that Obama nervous. is extremely popular in yes. Canada. Yeah, he is. And um, so it was, you know, everybody that we talked to was, you know, agreed with us. That's our, our perspective as well. And they were like, well, you know, it affects you guys as much as it affects us. And, <laughs> and they were they were on it. Yeah. So um, it was interesting to be in another part of the country for that. Um, but we did. We actually went to a pub and watch CNN from the pub because we didn't have television in our was it the Sticky Wicket? Probably not. That, that, that just, that's my favorite pub up in Victoria. So. No, it was Darcy's Pub. Oh, that makes sense. Fitting, right? Good choice. Yeah. So, um, well, I have a kind of a bunch of things to talk about. Um, and, you know, actually sort of food related, but not so much pet food related, but some perspectives I've gotten relating my own experiences with food and this new um, eating, uh, Darcy and I started the paleo diet, which is also known as the like the caveman diet. Seems to be pretty popular lately. Yeah, it's really interesting stuff. And as I've been learning about it for myself, it's, you know, I'm like, well, this is the same. It's kind of the same conversation that I have about pet food and mm. the problems with it and that it's not what dogs are designed to eat and all this right. sort of stuff. And so then it's you know, and I'm in that conversation all the time about pet food, but now I'm looking at it from a human perspective, and uh, it's basically— like, I've got to get off this kibble. It's got way too much <laughs> corn products <laughs> <Gross>. in it. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would never eat kibble. Right. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Well, I'm on yes, a, I haven't been eating. I haven't been feeling very well on the kibble I've been eating. So, right. So give yeah, that up. I've been eating natural pet pantry and I feel much better. The the irony is Perina makes both, right? The, the people kibble and the human. Yeah, right. And the dog kibble. Yeah. Well. You probably should steer clear of both. Yes, absolutely. Um, so it's it's based off of like our hunter-gatherer ancestors, which is, if you look at history, that's really how we are genetically wired. The agricultural revolution has been within the past, I think it's either thousand or two. I'm by no means an expert on this, but I've, you know, I'm reading the book. And so as far as the, you know, evolution of humans as a species, and then the agricultural revolution, which is when we started eating grains, um, and agriculture really started, um, we are genetically wired to eat like pre-agricultural revolution. So our bodies really are not equipped to handle grains and starches and and certainly not, you know, sugar, uh, refined sugar and and all of the wonders of of modern food. And so you kind of clear all of that stuff out and start eating like your, you know, the caveman diet, although I don't think that's a very complimentary it doesn't sound very complimentary to me but um uh so i started it on monday so this is my third day and um you know i was doing uh, a year ago june started weight watchers and lost about 30 pounds doing that it was a great program and now it's like you know they always say the last 10 pounds are the hardest and it's true 
it's like I have heard people say that all the time and now I'm there and it's like totally true. So I'm in I'm in this for that reason, but also for just the kind of general health, because as I'm reading more about this, kind of the science behind it, it like everything from I mean, especially what they say about autoimmunity and how it's basically like interesting. It says on the website, um, and the author is Rob Wolf. So if you're interested in this, you can check it out. It's called The Paleo Solution. Um, all of these seemingly unrelated diseases, and they mention um, anything from cancer to Alzheimer's to uh, diabetes to schizophrenia, infertility, cancer, etc. Um, all these seemingly unrelated diseases share a common cause, which is damage to the intestinal lining which allows large undigested food particles to make their way into the body. And um, I don't know, it's just sort of like been this awakening for me. And, and, and I've had this conversation as it pertains to dogs. I remember when I talked with uh, Jacqueline Hill, who's the vice president of Answers Pet Food, we were talking about the goat's milk that they sell and the raw goat's milk and how it, it helps to balance the good bacteria and the bad bacteria in the dog's digestive system so that um, the immune system is functioning properly. Because what she was saying, and I remember probably the thing that impressed me and stuck with me the most about that conversation was when she was talking about when the balance of bacteria is off in the gut, it actually creates like holes in the lining and it is basically just lets toxins into the system Rather than a healthy digestive tract, which is balanced, it basically escorts the toxins, environmental toxins or toxins within the food, sort of escorts it out the body. So it's the difference between toxins making it into your bloodstream or not. That's a huge deal. And and I don't know, there's so much to it. I wish I was, um, I wish I could channel this guy, the author of this, because the information is just so interesting. I'm always very interested in the science of nutrition and this book really goes into it but it's it's you know i think the main point is that you're you're eating we're eating the way that we are genetically wired to eat genetically so we're talking about nutrition on a molecular level and what's happened is that we're eating all of these foods that are that we're not designed to eat and it's like system malfunction and and you know this over time as we have been raised and grown on these foods, this is uh, the cause of um, all of these, or in a large part, the cause of a lot of these um, health problems that we're having. And what was interesting to me is that they say that our hunter-gatherer ancestors actually were way healthier than we are now and actually did live a pretty long life. It wasn't until agricultural revolution that the lifespan of humans really shortened. Um, but now that I'm on this thing, like eating super clean, and it's only been, this is just my third day on it, but, you know, it's like... No, it's all woolly mammoth steaks and uh, <laughs> yes. saber-toothed tiger. Uh, woolly mammoth is delicious. Pieces, right? Yeah. <laughs> that you're enjoying. Burgers, Roast, yeah. yeah burgers. Well, one of the things, one of the main... It's the caveman diet, that's... <laughs> the things about um, the the meat is that it has to be grass-fed, oh. which yeah. I doesn't taste... Well, it tastes different. To me, I prefer grass-fed 
me whenever I can find it. Yeah, but it's it, kind of hard to find sometimes, you know, but I think it's better. Yeah, it, it tastes different to me. I'm not used to it. Darcy ate a lot of grass-fed when, you know, growing up, and she loves it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, this is gamey. Um, but the the constitution, molecular constitution of the fat in, mm-hmm. let's say, let's take beef, for example, for grass-fed versus corn-fed is entirely different. And it basically, if it's grass-fed, it's good for you. If it's corn-fed, it's bad for you. Right. To simplify it. Well, also, uh, apparently the animals actually become, uh, what, what you were saying there about the, the fat content being different is the, uh, the fat becomes uh, loaded with omega-3s, which mm-hmm. we all know are so good for us, yeah. whereas, you know, the corn uh, diet, they don't produce those omega-3s. So yeah. it's really interesting. There's so much to it, and, you know, I'm going to, when, when we come back from break, um, I'll sort of wrap up this little conversation with my my main point, my sort of aha around it and how it relates to pet food. We're going to take a quick break and acknowledge uh, all of our supporters of the dog show. So listen carefully, and if you're in need of any of their services or products, please do uh, give them your business. I recommend them all personally. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist www.sensitivedog.com. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Cornerstone Home Lending, we cover the world of animals. This week, November 18th, it's the third Sunday of the month, so Kevin McDonald and Kim Miller Medium and Animal Intuitive will host the show for me. They'll be talking with Bob Vela about canine and feline caviar in the first hour, then it's open phone lines so Kim can help you talk with your animal or human loved ones here or on the other side. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Do you have legal questions? Need to know where to turn? Hi, this is Rick Gregrick, your host of Northwest Legal Compass. Northwest Legal Compass will address your questions on a variety of legal topics, including estate planning, asset protection, real estate and business planning, and more. The legal and accounting staff of Gregrick and Associates are dedicated to providing you with superior legal and tax services. Their integrated counsel is geared to the achievement of your goals. Visit us on the web at rjglegal.com. Be sure and tune in every Friday at noon here on Alternative Talk. 
Talk 1150. Conscious living for conscious people. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. I was talking in uh, the first segment about uh, the paleo diet, which is a human phenomenon. and um, Which is why I'm playing the song in the days of the caveman, because it's also <laughs> referred to as the caveman diet. It is. Well done, as usual, Eric. Um, so I started this, uh, Darcy and I started this on Monday. So this is day three. And um, it's like pretty, it's a pretty drastic change. I mean, and I, I eat pretty well anyway, as far as, you know, I'm not like um, fast food and all that kind of stuff. I stay away from it. We try to buy organic and all that stuff. But this is like a big, a big difference um, in change, like compared to the culture of food in this country, because you eat um you know, what, what our caveman or uh, hunter-gatherer ancestors were, you know, ate and what really we as humans are genetically designed to eat. And there's all these testimonials. It's called The Paleo Diet. Uh, the book that I have that I'm reading is called The Paleo Solution. It's really interesting. So if you're interested in it, check it out. But this is the dog show. Uh, so, you know, I was thinking about this and you know, really impressed on how much my uh, eating habits have had to change as a result of this. Because you don't eat any grain. You don't eat any starch, like, you know, potatoes, anything like that. You don't eat any sugar. Um, You don't eat any dairy. So I'm getting used to black coffee. Mm. Um, And, you know, it's kind of an intense thing to go through, which I think is why a lot of people don't you know, kind of stay with what they're used to. It's a pretty drastic um, adjustment, and it does take some energy and and forethought to sort of plan for it and stuff. But it was like, you know, this is what I recommend. This is what I talk about what dogs and cats need, is that what they're eating now is not what they are genetically, that's the key word, designed to eat. Mm -hmm. And that's why there's all of these problems. I mean, let alone the pet food recalls that are just killing pets from, you know, really nasty toxins. But in general, it's like the obesity, the diabetes in in pets, the autoimmune diseases in pets, thyroid conditions, um, you know, skin issues, allergies, uh, irritable bowel, all of these um, common problems that we're having with our pets are a result of the food that they eat, the processed food. I mean, let's not even talk about the processing, the ingredients that are in the food. I mean, and then the processing is a whole nother deal. Um, I mean, if you look at kibble, it's like these brown pellets. So all the food for the higher quality brands that are out there, all those great ingredients are altered beyond recognition in most cases. And actually there are toxins creating in the processing as well. So you know, I recommend really for pets, and I've seen this over and over and over again, to feed, when possible, a raw food diet to your dogs and cats. And the difference is staggering in how they look. And in my work where I do 
work with training and behavior, I'm always talking about food. And it's interesting to read about these sort of behavioral and psychological problems that actually are a result of our uh, modern diet and how a lot of these are cleared up when we take all of that out and really clean it up. So, you know, raw food like Natural Pet Pantry, which is made here in Seattle, it's meat and veggies. So the, the, it's, it's really what dogs are designed to eat and what we evolved on. And it's kind of the same as us too, which is part of the, the whole story of how, how our two species connected years and years ago. Tens of thousands, tens of thousands of years ago, actually. Um, so I was like, well, gosh, you know, here I am talking about what we feed our pets and trying to get people to feed our pets raw food and to cut out all the crap and no grains and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're not doing it for ourselves. So is it easier to do it for your pet than it is to make the lifestyle change for yourself? I would say yes. So I was sort of thinking about that. Well, gosh, I mean, if if we aren't even eating like this for ourselves, how are people going to make this choice for their pet? But actually, I think it's easier because you're not the one having to do it. You're just feeding it. And the dogs are psyched. I mean, when you feed a dog, when you, most dogs, when they get offered raw food, they're like, really? Awesome. Because they know. Leia, my little dachshund, oh, Darcy made this paleo-friendly shepherd's pie, which was made with grass-fed ground beef, tomatoes and onions and, you know, spices and garlic. And then instead of mashed potatoes on top, it was um, mashed, it was like paleo mashed potatoes made out of cauliflower. Interesting. Which actually tasted pretty good, but that was not a good digestive move on my part, and I won't eat that again. But um, <laughs> but the grass-fed beef, it, it had a—I sort of struggled with the smell of it. Darcy loved it. But Leia was, like, crazy about it. She kept following me around when because we brought the dish over to share with some friends and then brought it home, and she was like, what do you have in there? I need some of that. She was all fired up about it. But it's just, like, interesting to think about with all of this— you know, the food thing and this, it's a, it's just a tangled web and, you know, we don't eat the way that we're genetically designed and we have a host of all these health problems, chronic disease, et cetera, et cetera. And I suppose just like with many other things, the world of our pets is a reflection of our world and it's kind of the same deal. The good news, well, maybe it's not good news, is that it is easier to change your pet's diet than your own. Mm-hmm. that's been my experience and I bet most people would agree with that um, anyway the difference is amazing and you know it just gives me even more of an appreciation of the importance of nutrition and how we feel and how we behave and for dogs that I work with for training and behavior through my business sensitive dog um, you know it just motivates me even more not like I needed it but to just ha- keep having this conversation about what are you feeding to get these dogs onto raw food diets because it helps them with their behavior? Well, this whole thing is making me reconsider what I've been doing because I just started an all-cupcake diet <laughs> yesterday. And now I'm starting to think, well, maybe not such a hot idea. It was my birthday, so that's why I started it the It was your birthday yesterday? <laughs> yes. Mm. And the girlfriend made cupcakes. So, you know, oh. it was an all-cupcake diet. Were they yesterday. grass-fed meat cupcakes? No, I'm afraid not. No. They were red velvet, which mm. was amazing. But uh, 
today I think I'll, I'll change in the later part of the day yeah. to something else. Well, um, a client of mine brought over um, some like wedding cake for us because I had a lesson with her on like the first day I was back from our honeymoon and mm-hmm. she knew that we were getting married. And so she brought us over when she came over my first day on the paleo diet, which is no, no starch, no, um, no grain, no flour, no sugar, etc. She brings over this homemade um, like cherry almond coffee cake that looked Ooh, that sounds amazing it looked and smelled amazing and i was like oh thanks <laughs> <laughs> damn you <laughs> i had to give it away i did resist but uh that was tough there's a lot of temp- no no shortage of temptation out there though mm-hmm. um you know one thing that i would like to talk about when we Come back, come back from break in a couple minutes here, as I would actually like to talk to you, Eric, because you know this is our hundred and ninety third or something like that episode. Mm-hmm. Three and a half years, all but a few have been with you, and I th- and I've gotten consistent feedback over the years about how much people enjoy our. I've heard some people say banter, but our sort of back and forth um, at the beginning of shows and, and stuff like that. Oh, and, good. And we... Uh, so people are cashing those checks that I've been sending out there. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yes. Um, and I'll be cashing mine shortly. <laughs> um, but I thought, uh, you know, I have never, you know, sort of informally, but interviewed you. We don't know anything. Well, much. We know that you're the booth engineer and mm-hmm. the program coordinator and that you are a musician. But I thought I might... And eating a lot of cupcakes and, lately. <laughs> and on a cupcake diet. That's right. Um, and a birthday boy, uh, which in your birthday was yesterday. Yep. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, so I thought, and I was actually, I mean, just personally interested, but I thought, you know, longtime listeners especially might be interested to hear about how you got involved in radio and... You know, just a little bit about Eric. Okay. Well, what, what makes, always happy to talk about me. What makes Eric tick? Um, so let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll learn about Eric. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. Five years, All the Best Pet Care has been helping people choose the best foods, treats, and toys for their dogs and cats. They are a locally owned family business bringing about little miracles every day by following the Mother Nature model of nutrition. Stop by to meet their adoption cats, schedule an anesthesia-free dental cleaning, or bring your dog to the toy testing area. Visit their new store in Edmonds next to the PCC and their expanded Redmond store in the Whole Foods Plaza. To learn more, go to allthebestpetcare.com or follow them on Facebook. Do you have an injury, old or new, that won't heal? Are you fighting a cold or illness you can't kick? Do you feel like you've tried everything and are still struggling to find wellness and balance in your physical health? 
Have you been unimpressed with acupuncture in the past? For over a decade, Robert Meduzia has been making a difference for people who thought they had exhausted their options. Don't settle for pain and illness. Call 425-828-6190. That's 425-828-6190. Again, 425-828-6190. The Acupuncture and Sports Clinic of Kirkland. Heal faster, play longer. For home repair, remodel, and construction advice, ideas, and stories, tune into Constructing Whatever. With over 40 years of combined experience, hosts Tim, Lynn, and Anna talk about whatever. From important need-to-know topics, taking your questions, latest industry news, and a whole lot of personality. Start your weekend with us, Constructing Whatever, every Saturday at 10 a.m. This week, it's the Great American Smokeout, Saturday at 10 a.m. Every generation needs a voice, and on Mondays at 2 p.m. here on Alternative Talk 1150, Lewis Howard's show, Head of the House, is the voice for the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Head of the House brings education, insight, and information that brings health and healing to the challenges of managing your home, relationships, and your career. Tune in once, and you will be hooked. That's Head of the House every Monday at 2 p.m. here on Alternative Talk 1150. Specializing in spinal decompression, chiropractic, and physiotherapy. Dr. Justin Favreau and his team uses integrative, evidence-based treatments to provide his patients with comprehensive care that works with the body as a whole connected system. Director of the Advanced Rehabilitation and Wellness Center, Dr. Favreau would love to find a solution for your symptoms of pain, numbness, and tingling, headaches, allergies, fatigue, and general malaise. Contact Dr. Favreau at 206-497-4962 or go to advancedrehabandwellness.com. That's advancedrehabandwellness.com. The new mainstream of talk radio. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And if you've missed any part of this show, if you're just tuning in, perhaps in your car or online, um, you know, all of our shows are archived online uh, on our website, which is dogradioshow.com. Just go to the podcast page, and our most recent show will come up on the top of the list, and then you can scroll all the way down to... Our first episode, which was on February 18th, 2009, and uh, you can see all of the topics. Uh, if, if I had a guest, most shows I do interview a guest, who that guest was and what we talked about, and you can pick and choose which shows you'd like to uh, listen to first. You can also download us for free on iTunes. So that's a great way to uh, take the show with you on your uh, iPhone or um, MP3 player, whatever you may have, and uh, listen to us um, on the go. So two easy ways to listen to any of our past shows. And, you know, we've had a lot of really, really interesting conversations. I have met so many interesting people uh, one of my favorite parts about doing this show is just getting to know all of the people out there who are just doing amazing 
brilliant, uh, inspiring things that are dog-related. And uh, see, they're all at your disposal. So dogradioshow.com, or you can download us for free on iTunes. Um, To look at the episodes, the easiest way to do that is through the website, and then you can jot down what episode numbers uh, sort of pop out to you, and then go to iTunes and download those episode numbers. But it's easier to go through the topics of each show um, on the website, dogradioshow.com. And uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so that you automatically will get all of the new shows. You'll have to do a lot of catching up on your own, but but every new episode every week will be automatically delivered to your inbox. So then you can stay uh, stay stay up with the conversation. And to be a part of the conversation uh, between our live shows every Wednesday from 2 to 3, do become a fan of us on Facebook, The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And, uh, you know, post pictures and, you know, kind of uh, engage with uh, the fans on the Facebook page uh, throughout the the week. So that's a fun way to interact as well. So, Eric, Eric, how long have you been uh, in radio? Wow, that's a good question. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, not including my couple of years in broadcasting school. Mm. I would have started in uh, late uh, 94, I think, is when I got my start professionally. So, wow. yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> you went to broadcasting school? I did, yes. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know such a thing existed. Got to start somewhere. Yes, it's true. Uh, where'd you go? Uh, Clover Park in Tacoma had a uh, a radio broadcasting program, huh. and I went there for a couple of years and got mm-hmm. my degree, and huh. and they hired me at the uh, student station. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a popular station, I-91 FM, uh, which uh, no longer exists. I mean, the signal exists, but now it's like classical music, uh, right. public radio, whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, at the time, it was like a top 40 kind of thing. And mm. so uh, I got hired on to do the weekend overnight <laughs> position. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, I was uh, staying up uh, pretty late and uh, playing tunes for people wow. uh, on the weekends and did that for a couple of years. I got hired up in Alaska in 97, worked there for a few years, and then mm. came down here and got started at this position. Oh, and what drew you to radio? I mean, I know you've uh, you're a musician, and I assume that's been a long time love of yours. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? Uh, I I used to do like impressions uh, in high school. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one time I was doing like a like a impression of like a Fred Meyer commercial where I was doing like the announcer voice. Oh yeah. And somebody was like, "Hey, you're good at that. You should do that for a living." Yeah. I thought, well, how are you going to be the Fred Meyer announcer guy <laughs> for a living? And I thought about it, and you know, I thought, eh, you know, one thing I could do would be maybe go into radio. And so I uh, kind of looked into it. And as it turned out, at the time, Tacoma had two radio broadcasting programs. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll pick one. And, hmm. you know, started, it started that way. The rest is history. Yeah. Very interesting. So do you learn, do they do um, like voice coaching in addition to the uh technological aspect of it because you've got a big board over there with lots of different colored buttons and dials i don't i have nothing i have my laptop (laughs) (laughs) so there's a lot that you know about the production of it so you Mm -hmm. learn is that where you learned all about that and then do they also do some of the voice 
Yes. Coaching? Yes and no. I mean, basically, we had to make like little audition tapes before we got to talk on the radio. So oh. we would uh, kind of uh, record ourselves uh, introducing records and stuff. Records, I guess they were like... <laughs> <laughs> tapes? Recordings, yeah. They were they were tapes at the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, anyway, so we did those little auditions. and But they didn't really say like, oh, you've got to sound like this or you should have... We just practiced and practiced. And, yeah. and then when the uh, instructor thought that it sounded good, then... They put us on the air. So, huh? Interesting. Um, I wish that. Do you still have your audition tape? I still have some of them. Yes. And yeah. It's kind of an embarrassing thing to listen <laughs> back on, but yeah. I bet. Yeah. Um, do you sound a lot different? I I think I sound a lot higher pitch. Oh yeah, yeah which is interesting. Mm, funny. I sound a lot less terrified than I did my first show, but yes, you know. That's to be expected. I sound a lot more caffeinated then, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, so, so you, how long have you been with KKNW? It's been a little over 12 years now. Wow. Yeah. Well, actually, when I started, it was KSRB, uh-huh. Solid Gold Soul. Nice. So, yeah, then uh, eventually we flipped to the, uh, the talk format uh-huh. uh, that we're doing now, and it became KKNW. Yeah, very good. Well, I've enjoyed uh, our many shows together, and um, and just appreciate the the opportunity that when there is conversation to be had, that it's easy to have, and um, it just wouldn't be the same without you. Well, likewise, it's yeah. a, it's always a pleasure. Good, thank uh, you. And as long as we're chatting, if you don't mind, <laughs> here here we go. It is the dog show, so yes. I, I I've. Felt like hopefully it would be okay if I asked you a dog training question. Of course. Okay, so my girlfriend has a beagle mm-hmm. named Abby that uh, comes and visit us, uh, visits us sometimes, and stays for a few days. And she's a great little dog, uh, but uh, she never barks, which is nice because I have neighbors that have yappy dogs <laughs> that I'm mm-hmm. not terribly fond of, but. Uh, uh, Abby is well behaved, but, uh, she likes to howl. She, she starts going, rrr, 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 and then before you know it, she's on a full on yeah, howl. It's and called it, baying. It's loud. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wondering what the, uh, the best way to correct it. She doesn't do it all the time, but when she gets excited, she really can start baying. And I'm wondering, is there a way to correct that or should we just learn to live with it and that's part of her character and therefore yeah well you know what it's a good question and it brings up um there's a lot there mm-hmm. so it's a great question to ask thank you um how old is she you know i'm not sure i think she's probably around uh 6 or 7 years old okay yeah well uh so i'll answer this question and i'll speak to all the different parts of it where i'm going to start is that dogs do bark Mm-hmm. And that they do make noise, um, some more than others. Some dogs are very vocal. Some dogs are not very vocal. And there you can sort of control for that based off of the breed that you choose. Um, but, you know, certainly some level of um, audio presence is expected. Mm-hmm. Um, scent hounds bay. So that's sort of that boom. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a beagle would be a scent hound, yes, right? Yes, yep. Mm-hmm. And the other category of hound is sight. Right. So um, greyhound, whippet, 
Whip it good. <laughs> Basenji. I mean, the, the Sighthound group is uh, all over the place um, as far as um, what the breeds look like. Uh, Rhodesian Ridgebacks, um, Scottish Deerhounds. I mean, you know, Salukis, all those guys. But um, And I know actually Sighthounds tend to, they seem to me as, as quieter. Um, mostly, especially when I think of like whippets and greyhounds, they're mm-hmm. just very quiet um, and sort of gentle in nature. Centhounds are, they are, you know, and they do it when they get excited. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to a degree, she's going to do it. And there's no, um, I would say, no moral way, morally sound way to correct the behavior altogether. Well, we don't want to extinguish her spirit either. You know, we want her sure. to feel like she can yes. express herself. But how do I extinguish her spirit? <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> that's not a question I want to ask. Yeah. Well. Um. So, but that said, um, what you could do is redirect her in a way that engages her brain. Mm. Okay. So that you just sort of uh, take the excite take the excited energy, and because of her genes it's coming out as that sound mm-hmm. so she gets amped up and it's you know and that's what happens um but if you want to kind of take that energy and funnel it out a different way you can do it mentally and that would probably um, uh, challenge her to scrabble how do, how do we yes do <laughs> <laughs> um so that's I'm sorry, where you're but is not a word right <laughs> um 30 points uh no you do that's where your training comes in so you know having her sit having her go to a rug having her kind of running her through some some training mm-hmm. um does she is, she is it in greeting when she does it she does it when she's yeah when she's greeting and and sometimes just just because okay um so we're going to take uh, a quick break, and then I'm going to finish my answer to your question on that note when we come back. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. Camley Electric Incorporated is a full-service electrical contractor From simple home repairs to full remodels, new construction, and small commercial projects, our qualified electricians do it all. We pride ourselves on our workmanship and professional standards, delivered with value in mind. Located in historic Ballard, Kemley Electric serves the greater Seattle metropolitan area, licensed, bonded, and insured. Kemley Electric welcomes all inquiries about your electrical needs. Visit the website kemleyelectric.com. That's K-E-M-L-Y electric.com. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's Dog B. 
behavior training and nutrition specialist. www.sensitivedog.com. Who is Jopra? What is Jopra? When is Jopra? Joe Janot is the host of a brand new show called Jopra. Joe has been nicknamed Jopra by his friends and colleagues who find his advice and insight to be enlightening, just like a certain other talk show host of World Without. Born and raised in Seattle, independent minded Joe Janot is bringing issues to the airwaves that make you ponder, laugh, and deliberate. The Jopra Show is about the ins and outs of food and drink, relationships, entertainment, and so much more. Get to know Jopra every Thursday at 2, right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Want a faster metabolism? Desperate for more energy throughout the day? Food is our most powerful medicine, and on Passionate Nutrition Radio, I'll answer your burning nutrition questions and offer real solutions for your family. On Passionate Nutrition Radio, you'll learn how to transform how you look and feel with the foods that you eat. My name is Jennifer Adler, and I'm a nutritionist, chef, and founder of Passionate Nutrition, a nutrition practice with six locations throughout the greater Puget Sound area. Join me on Passionate Nutrition Radio for a weekly serving of nutrition wisdom, Fridays at 4 p.m. Learn more at passionatenutrition.com. Hi, I'm Christy Legale. On Sunday, November 25th, I'll be hosting a new radio program called Living Humane, a compassionate lifestyle program. From pet adoption and wildlife protection to animal law and vegan lifestyles, join us to learn how easy and rewarding it can be to live humanely. We'll be joined by guests from your favorite rescue groups and Seattle's best chefs and humane business owners every Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Radio for your body, mind, and spirit. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And uh, we left off in the middle of my answer to Eric's uh, question about dog training. Uh, Before that, we did a little interview of Eric and learned a little bit about your history and your uh, education and broadcasting school and all that. Mm -hmm. You've been my co-host at times (laughs) for... uh, few years now so it was uh, wonderful to talk to you and then you had a question about your girlfriend's beagle right abby the beagle yes and it was about her baying or yes. sort of howly type barking right which i find <laughs> to be such an amusing sound now i don't live with it uh oh i have a dachshund but she they don't so she sort of has a like a howly sound that she mm-hmm. makes but she doesn't do it as often as uh you know, coon hound or right. beagle might do. Um, but your question was, how how do you curb the that sound? You know, if she could just distinguish indoor voice from outdoor right. voice, I think it would be just fine. Right. But. And well, we talked about that she does it when she gets excited. Right. So, and oftentimes that's in greeting, like you've come home or, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so... You know, the first part of my answer, and if you want to hear the entirety of it in any of our past over 190 shows, you can find them all archived online at dogradioshow.com or on iTunes as a free audio podcast. Just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and they are all there for you to listen to for free. Uh, And we're also on Facebook as well, so don't forget to become a fan of the Facebook page for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Um. 
So first of all, uh, you know, dogs bark and they're going to make noise and all that sort of stuff. But that's I'm telling you something that you already are on board with. So but how to curb the behavior or maybe lessen it a little bit um, it is. So she's getting excited and how that energy is coming out because she's a beagle is in that it's vocally, you know. So what you can do is to give her another outlet for that excitement and for that energy essentially and the best way to do that would be in a way that engages her brain Mm -hmm. and to engage her mentally um, and sort of redirect that excitement into another behavior that is more desirable so it's not enough to just say well what can I do to correct it and then I could tell you the different options that you have for correcting the behavior. It's not enough to just take that away mm-hmm. without giving her something else in place that's more constructive. And actually, that's the first thing that you do is you try to put something else in place that's more desirable. And then often what happens if it's done, you know, a lot of what I recommend is that's going to look like some sort of training um, related behavior so it engages the dog's brain. And then what happens as a a desirable side effect to that is that the undesirable behavior actually tends to decrease anyway. So then you don't even have to talk about what do we do to correct it, um, you know, to interrupt the behavior. Because if we can just do things to lessen it in the first place, we don't need to talk about that. And then if there still needs to be some correction, at least you've done the work to give her other options rather than just taking something away she still has that excite that excited energy that needs to go somewhere. So it's it's only fair to give her an outlet for that. Um, now, scent hounds tend to be very food motivated. So as they can typically be very stubborn in training, mm-hmm. they are also typically very food motivated. So we can use that to our advantage in in getting them to work for us and kind of getting them excited for that. So, for example... Imagine like, okay, so if it's the example of you coming home, what if you teach her to go to a rug and then she waits on a rug and then she gets a really high value reward? So you come in the door and then she gets, she uh, well, what will happen is that if you send her to her rug every time you come home, she goes to a rug and she gets a really high value reward, like a turkey deli meat or something like that. Mm. She's like, seriously, right. you giving me this right now? Then what you'll start to see is that she'll just automatically go over there, get on a rug, and then look at you and wait for the reward. If she's doing that, then she quite possibly may not bark because now she's almost distracted. It's it's more than just distracting. It's it's more more constructive than that and more engaging than that. But but it is to a degree sort of you're you're just sort of rerouting that energy into another behavior. That makes sense. Um, the other thing, though, too, since the since the excitement factor is part of it, mm-hmm. is um, you guys come in excited to greet her. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. I guess that's part of that. Yes. So that would be, you know, the first thing I would like top of the list is that you want to role model to the dog how you want them to be. So if right. she's excited and well. You know, doing her version of that, which is baying, but you guys are coming in and it's, oh, hi, you know, and you're excited too. You're, you're sort of 
feeding her that excited energy. Mm-hmm. So when you're working with her and you're giving her that alternative behavior, um, sort of uh, rewiring her in a way, Re- not re- rewiring, but like programming her to do something else, mm-hmm. just through repetition, you want to do it in a way that's very calm. Low energy. Low energy. Okay. Not apathetic right. and distant, but just like you imagine all that energy going down through your feet and forming roots into the ground, mm-hmm. like just low energy, calm. That is probably the like the number one thing. People, oh, my dog jumps when, you know, when I come home or whatever. It's like, well, how do you greet your dog? So the role model thing, because dogs are an amazing reflection of people. I mean, it's sometimes it's more obvious or more literal and other times it's a little bit more subtle or obscure. But, you know, if you boil it down, you know, pets are a reflection of people. The dog breeds and some of the problems that we're having with certain breeds are a reflection of an element of human society. So you can, you know, the pet food industry is a reflection of the human food industry. Right. Abby's excitement when you come home is a reflection of your excitement to see her. So it's not that you're not acting happy to see her. You're just doing it calmly. Okay. What I tend to do is I tend to jump up and put my paws on her. No, I'm, t- <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, I, you know, it's interesting. Some people um, really like that, and but then they are like, oh, but I don't want her to jump, but I, but right. I want her, you know. Or they feel bad about taking that away or they mm-hmm. they think that if they set a boundary like don't jump on me, then the dog's not going to be happy to see them. Or it's, it's a lot. It's a very interesting field to be in because there's quite a bit of human psychology in there. But um, try the redirecting. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. We will definitely uh, give that a go. And uh... And how you would start that, like since I have a minute less, you know, about a minute to describe it to you is uh just uh, come in with a um, delicious something and go and have like a little bed. Um, I have to put some turkey meat in my pocket. Yeah, carry turkey meat. Um, <laughs> you may not need something like that, right. but um, you know, a really high value like freeze dried meat treat you could find at all the best pet care or whatever. Um, something very motivating to her more than just like a dry biscuit. And you just go over and, oh, where's your bed? And you go, or rug. And you come in, and that's the first thing you put your attention on is the bed. Go over. She goes over to it. She gets on it. You drop the treat onto the rug and tell her, good rug. If you do that every time you come in, soon what you'll see is that she'll start to catch on Mm -hmm. and just head over there. Like, sweet. She'll just attach the association just through the repetition. The the key is just doing it consistently. But then let me ask you this. Does she need to get a treat every time that we come in uh, to to the house or to greet her, you know? For eternity? Yeah, for eternity. No. Okay. No. The the food reward to establish the association should happen really consistently at first. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you would always really give her great praise. Right. Good rug, good rug. And let, like, like that's the coolest thing you've seen all day. Um, but uh, the food reward can come more randomly. But you don't want to cut it off altogether because sure. then eventually you might lose the behavior. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Great answer. Thanks so much. Uh, let me know how it works out. I will.
Well, it was wonderful to be here today. As always, we'll be back next Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. live. And be sure to catch our rebroadcast of our live show every Sunday at 1 p.m. after Martha Norwalk's Animal World. Thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150.